Studios is bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all new edition of Bumming with Bobcat. And we have some special guests on the show this week joining us. They are the two men from the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. They are the the dream team, the, the Kevin and Kevin uh, duo is joining us here. Uh, guys, how are you tonight? How are you, sir? What's happening? Good, Thanks for good, having us. Good, good. Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Thanks for coming on here. Uh, gutting the Sacred Cow, quite a, a unique name for, for a podcast. I mean, I had to say that uh, from the very beginning when I saw the name pop up. I'm like, it's certainly unique. And I, and I wanted to start off and say, you know, where does the name come from? Well, Kevin wanted that, and I wanted your movie sucks. So, uh, he won out with, uh, with, with, with the beauty of the name. <laughs> it's unique. It's unique. I got to give you credit for that one, you know. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, well, the whole idea, and, you know, for those of you, for those of you listeners who aren't familiar with us, thanks for giving us uh, your, your time. But, yeah, so Kevin and I are stand-up comedians. We've been, you know, Kevin's been for 20 years, and I've been for 10 and we were big, we were big movie snobs. We, we, you know, we used to go back and forth on Facebook. Still do go back and forth on Facebook about, you know, opinions. And I had the idea, you know, about six months ago, saying, you know what, a lot of these films people love are just pieces of shit or they're overrated. I said, you know what, let, let me let's get these people in here who find some of these great, you know, quote unquote sacred cows, the most heralded, loved, or even successful or critically acclaimed films of all time. Find people, you know, that hate, you know, they, they pick the film that they really hate or find overrated and come try and argue it and really kind of gut that, you know, gut the sacred cow and tell us, hey, here's why Scarface is a piece of shit. Here's why Godfather 2 is overrated. Here's why 2001 in the Space Odyssey is a, an absolute bore. You know, and, and I actually broke it down. Half the time we agree with them. The other half, they, uh, they, get a, they, get a, they get a hell of a fight put on them. So we're just trying to get people to try and, and say, hey, look, a lot of these films that are so loved or successful or claimed aren't that good and we're not afraid to come out and, and say why and i guess a lot of people are kind of stuck in their ways with some films you know and they're so in love with it and i guess they don't want to see that there could be people that don't like movies that that they love because i mean i mean movie twitter and people complaining on twitter i mean that that's nothing new <laughs> we were just talking before we hit record about uh, the wonders of twitter and followers and all the good stuff that goes along with that right and uh if there's anything people like to do on twitter it's it's complain and and bitch about <laughs> start arguments so i think you guys pretty much you know nailed it you know why not take those Twitter battles and arguments and kind of roll it over into a, a podcast where we're not going to just, you know, praise movies for the sake of, you know, praising them, but really go deep and say, okay, well, you might like this movie, but uh, it, it if you really look deeper into it, uh, it sucks. Yeah. You know, I found that uh, for the more beloved a movie is, the more, you know, kind of cherished a movie is the more there's somebody out there who really hates it. And if we can, and when we find that person and we get them really to tap into that hate, it, it's almost a thing of beauty watching them just dismay. We've had a couple of guests come on who took down movies that we were pretty surprised by their, you know, a relatively successful argument. You know, I, I, uh, for example, Mark Riccadonna, a very funny comedian, came on to take down The Hangover. 
I loved The Hangover. I still, I still like it. I still watch it. But he had some great arguments about why The Hangover was just a crappy movie. And, you know, if you go up to the average guy and say, hey, somebody's going to convince you that The Hangover is a crappy movie, they'd say bullshit. But when somebody actually pulls off the argument, it's, it's pretty impressive, and especially when they can do it as funny as he did. So there's, there's really a, an, a kind of an art to listening to somebody dismantle what somebody else loves. I agree with that, and especially, and I'll, and I'll maybe one up or two up, I think the two, the, the one episode I think really has resonated the most with people is the Goonies episode, because I, mean, I don't know how you are, Bob, Kevin and I are the same age, and that was right in our wheelhouse. That film, Dave the producer came in and argued with it, that film is probably one of, the, one of the most cherished films if you're a kid of the 80s. By that, That's on Mount Rushmore as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, concerned. yeah, definitely, yeah. And he came in, and I, I liked it as a kid. As an adult, I'm like, nah, nah. And I rewatched it again, and I made notes. I said, boy, oh, boy. And David came in and just, you know, pants the, the living shit out of this film <laughs> and, and told us why. And another one I think that really stands out, another episode, is Spaceballs. Because if you listen to it, Jeffrey Paul, another comic, but he's a buddy of mine and buddy Kevin's, he came on and he hates space balls. You can cut the vitriol with a steak knife. Like it, <laughs> it, the, the, the distaste for that is so palpable. It's and it's funny because Kevin loves space balls and I hate space balls. And it was just funny to watch Jeff Paul just just go in there and not like a surgeon. He went in there and bludgeoned the living <laughs> shit out of him. He was a bull in a tiny shop. Oh yeah, he was. It wasn't like a sniper from 500 yards away with a 308. He came in there with a sawed-off shotgun and just started pumping away in an elevator and blowing it to smithereens. And you know what? I think we actually lost some listeners from that episode. People were so pissed off about it. I had people messaging me going, who the hell is this guy? Spaceballs is one of my friends. I'm like, listen, man, that's just part of the show. <laughs> and then, you're, like, you're like, hey, man, that's my. I like that movie too. And it's like if people can come in and actually argue you know, their point and make valid points, I mean – you kind of have to listen to him and say, you know what, you know, this guy's not crazy. He actually makes some good points. Right. I don't, and there are, I don't think there are other films that we, that, there are other films that we had, people have had on and we dig in because we think they're batshit crazy. You know, people have came in trying to take down Pulp Fiction, Star Wars, Rocky, and right off the bat with me, especially, I'm sure Kevin too, unusual suspects, you're not going to, you're not going to win those arguments. You can make good points now yeah. and I'll concede to some points, but it's going to take a, a mountain. And, and and the rule is, again, we don't allow, allow like garbage films like Friday the 13th, Part 6. Anyone can go take that down. Oh, yeah, let yeah. See, let me see. Let me, let me, come on in. Let me see you take down Goodfellas or Casino or or Godfather 1 or something, you know, well-renowned. Like None that. of which have been done yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm telling you, yeah, Goodfellas is going to be list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Back to the Future. I'm looking forward oh. to Back to the Future. Oh yeah, I, I could see that when I could see. I mean, I, I love Back to the Future. I mean, that that's uh, I do too. A fantastic movie. Yeah, but I I guarantee you, you'll get people on there that will find a way to dismantle it and you know bring up some valid points. I mean, so it'll be interesting to see what people come up with. Yeah, it, we always appreciate the argument, but again, there, again some things it's almost like an uncontested dunk. For some of these films that we just hate, and they're like, come right on in. In fact, I've, I've had to shoot a few down. One guy wanted to do Batman versus Superman. I said, no, everyone hates that film. Get out of here. <laughs> Bullshit. Not on my watch. But yeah, it's just fun. And our, our goal is to get, I want people yelling at their phones or their iPads or their computer going, what the fuck, man? I love that film. That's what we want. We want that, that visceral reaction out of people. Where we, they just get so insensitive, someone's got the balls to come and try and take down one of their, you know, one of their Mount Rushmore films. I don't think we'll have truly achieved success until one of our guests comes, calls us up and says, "Hey, I was out the other day and somebody attacked me because of what I said about the movie on your episode." Then we can, then I think Kevin and I can hang it up and and retire. <laughs> Call it a day. I yeah. I do think Jeff Paul did get a lot of hate mail for that too for yeah. space. So. I, I'm not, well, I'm not it up for him, but I'll be really happy if somebody punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm going down the uh, the list here now of all you know the movies you, you've gone through here. You know, you know, Batman Begins, Twilight, Indiana Jones, Spaceballs, that we said, Scarface. I mean, Rocky, Six Sense, Castaway, you know, The Hangover. I mean, it's a uh, Grease, uh, Titanic. Uh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> 
it, it is, you know, it's a wide variety of films, so it's good to see, you know, you're not just saying, oh, we're just going to go after, you know, action films or comedy films. I mean, you're hitting all the different genres. You yeah. Know, you don't yeah, discriminate. We... No, no, no. We, and we don't pick the film. The guest picks the film. That's the beauty of it. In fact, Joanne... Nosichinsky from the uh, from the morning show on, on Compound Media. I'll give them a shout out. They've been great to me. Joanne picked Grease, and when she saw my face fall <laughs> in disgust, she knew she hit a home run because I told her, I said, Joanne, you made me break my my decades long promise of never have never watching Grease, and she grinned like she got a Barbie dream house on her sixth Christmas, <laughs> and it was magical watching she goes i she goes i hate this film but i love it that i have to make you sit through and watch a film you have you absolutely have no stomach to do so for and uh that was fun watching watching yeah, there's, been, there's been a few that uh that we had to sit through that i was like wow this is this feels like work we're comedians we're not supposed to work and this feels like <laughs> this feels like a little more work we just had to do 2001 space odyssey uh jl covan came in uh and I'd never seen the movie before, and man, that was a rough watch. And it, it was a long, it's two and a half hour movie, and that felt like I should have been punching in, punching out of a job because that movie was rough. Right, and of course, three minutes of blank screen, literally opening the film, three minutes of blank screen, where you think, "Oh shit, is my Amazon is Amazon Prime down? What happened? Did it freeze?" <laughs> like no. Oh, but yeah, no, that's so, just waiting. But, yeah, yeah. But the the thing with the show too, we should also tell everyone who's listening, it's not just us debating. We also have segments. We also, I love reading critics five star and critics one star reviews. We also do. We read the Amazon five star and one star reviews. So we definitely, you know, it's not just that. So we you know, we have to read the people's the, our favorite one are the Amazon one star reviews because these people barely graduated third grade with their syntax and spelling and and their thoughts and it's it's pretty fun oh, to read oh, oh yeah yes yeah some of those amazon especially if you get like the vintage ones from like early amazon in like the early 2000s right um, there are some classic amazon <laughs> well movie one reviews of the, one, out there one of the funniest ones we just did forrest gump not too long ago and one guy ordered a forrest gump dvd and fully expected chocolate to come with the DVD. <laughs> One of my favorite reviews. How dumb are people? Like, I mean, sure, it would be nice, but I mean, if you expected it to come with it, you know, then then shame on you. I mean, that's that's just moronic at, at that point. You're just gonna, you know, say one star. Where's my chocolate? It's like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody said anything about you're getting chocolates with this DVD. <laughs> Right. right. Well, and there's a there's a something beauty there's a beauty to the kind of the dichotomy of listening to our guests well thought out well put together argument and then switching to the Amazon reviews where you have just people going I hated it and I'm never watching it again and I want my 4.99 back. <laughs> like, all right, all right, buddy, all right. Yeah, what, was the, what was the one for what movie I forgot, Kevin? Where the guy complained. That it was in Spanish because he didn't hit, hit fix his SAP button. <laughs> oh, not man. even kidding you. Someone, I, forget, I guess it doesn't matter the name of the film, but the, some dumb dildo wrote that the, the, it was in Spanish. And I'm in yeah. America, and I shouldn't have to watch if it's it's, it's, it's this is an English movie, but I had to listen to it in Spanish. The ones that always get me are the people who, in the past like three years, are like, you know, I got the DVD, and it's like, why are you getting? You're on Amazon, and you got a DVD. What are you doing? Well, they buy it on Amazon, and then they write the review for that. But it's yeah, it, it's and you you can tell who's from the deep south when they go. They've said GD instead of saying goddamn. They'll say yeah. GD forty five times and thirty. I had to turn off ten minutes in, and I thought, um, I don't know what what, what are the films. It was like R rated. Go. This is not a family film. Like that's R rated. You should be yeah, watching. This. <laughs> What's wrong with you? There were, some, there were some good ones for Pretty Woman. Some of the reviews. Yeah. Oh, that was that. You know what? That might have been it. That might have been it. Oh, yeah. You know what? You might be right. Yeah. Prostitute, you dipshit. What do you expect? <laughs> like, what do you expect going into it? I mean, you, you have to know what you're getting into when you start to watch a right. movie. I mean, mo most of the times you do. I mean, if you if you're watching a movie, you should know the the general premise of the film of what you're getting into when, when you watch it. Now there Stop. are some films that, that do do a twist or a turn right away and go down a totally different, you know, alley. But I mean, 
you should know if it's an R-rated film or whatever the story is, you know, what to be expected. Oh, is it a family film or not? <laughs> what uh, one guy wrote in, I'm going to try and remember. Actually, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to pull up the list as I talk to you. And, and, and they'll say like, oh, I bailed. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. Look, one guy hit, uh, one guy watched Usual Suspects or one of those films. Come on, why is it stop fucking playing? <laughs> one guy was watching Usual Suspects, I think it was that, and goes, yeah, I gave up after five. No, no, I know what it was. Philadelphia. Yeah, I gave up after five minutes. I'm like, well, that's it. The first five minutes is the goddamn Bruce Springsteen song over credits. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, people. <laughs> it, you, it really brings out just the stupid, uh, the stupidest of the stupid. And right. and it's it's bad enough when you, when you just don't really have a clue as to what's going on. But then when you take to a public forum to air it out. I think we're I think we're doing everybody a service by re- revealing how how dumb some of the audience is out there. Yeah, if if anything, at least you'll people will hear that, and then maybe they will think twice the next time before they go to post their stupid review <laughs> on Amazon. They'll say, "Oh well, I was I was gonna write a bad review for this movie that made no sense, but you know, I listened to <laughs> to the guys from the for the Sacred Cow." Uh, say don't do this and now i will save myself and save the humiliation of having my review uh read on their podcast (laughs) (laughs) you know what i hope someday we get big enough where it becomes like a badge of honor where somebody will be like dude that was my review i said that shit back in 2017 yeah (laughs) here's a here's a hint you know you want to know how i know you're crazy and or stupid you type in all caps. That immediately catches my oh, eye. Okay, yeah. I'm like, here comes the rantings of a crazy person. This will be why, good. Why are you yelling? <laughs> and I do, and I read it as yelling too, just to capture. Oh, yeah. the, yeah, you, the you have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said you're like, why? Why are you yelling? We're we're just. Why? It's a movie review. You don't need to yell. Just just state your facts and move on. You know. I think I've I think I've written a review of two things online in my life and it was something that really really pissed me off but i don't think any movie has ever gotten me to the point where i was like you know who i need to talk to about this the people on amazon (laughs) (laughs) something i'm gonna say is gonna make a difference here about a movie that was made 26 years ago yeah somebody's gonna go to that that movie page on amazon before they click you know buy now they're gonna see your review and then you will sway them from buying that movie so that will be <laughs> I, I think this stuff. this is this is this ties in with social media i think this made social media has made everyone so lazy in the sense that if you really wanted to voice your opinion you would have to handwrite or type rate type write a letter and send it to an editor of a newspaper which means you'd have to get an envelope a stamp and walk it to your post office or your mailbox and then hope to cross your fingers it gets posted in the letters to the editor as opposed to just like click, 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 done. Now all my 500 friends from my daughter's daycare Facebook group can see what I really think about Twilight. Yeah, my mom, you know, it's funny. My mom was a letter writer. She would, you know, at least at least a couple times a month, she'd be writing a letter to somebody. And now she gets so annoyed because I'm like, Ma, your life has just been made infinitely easier you could just go and comment and complain and she goes that's there's no art to that right like, sitting down and writing a letter with my hand and mailing it to somebody and knowing somebody received it and opened it and read it i was like Mom, who do you think was reading that it was an intern in the mail room like you you weren't getting through to the producers or the or the ceo of the company she, <laughs> right. she's like no i'm not i don't need to talk to those people i i, I can i don't know your mom but it'd be funny to, I, can, I can imagine her Walking in the mailbox and slamming the mailbox lid shut with a self-satisfying humph. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, knowing, knowing oh. that letter is going to be shipped out and that it's going to get to that place. Cling. Yeah. <laughs> she would update us at dinner. She'd be like, "Just so you know, today I sent out that letter," and we would all be like, "Oh yeah, yeah okay, that's gonna something's gonna happen with that." And like once or twice, something did, and then she just that would that set her for life. Like she she decided that she got results. And her letters really did something. You see, Reader's Digest does yeah. pay attention to its readers. <laughs> we got our subscription to the Star Ledger extended for an extra week. So there. <laughs> yeah, I we, we got two hours and ten cents. <laughs> we got a free <laughs> universal remote. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, those are uh, that makes the show fun. So yeah, that's uh, that's our show. It's just wait. I think we're wait, what's your white whale, Kevin? Like, give me like three of your white whales. We said Back to the Future, Goodfellas. So let's take those off the table. Give me three other ones you think that are gonna be I mean, almost. Me, uh, look, you know, for me, Ghostbusters is my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, I I recognize that it's not the greatest movie ever made, but for me, it's just my. It's always been my favorite movie. So I think that is is uh, is something that I that I I. I enjoy somebody coming on to take down. Uh, I think um, Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, I just rewatched that a few weeks ago. Oh boy, oh boy, I love yeah. that. Kid. Now it's just like ah, yeah, you know, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a long jar. time. Yeah, and I would love to watch it with the eye of like does this hold up and where, where am I with it? So I think that again, not a movie that I think is, is, is un, unassailable, but I think it would be a fun movie to do. And it would be a fun rewatch and, sure. and no, and yeah, just well, now, how far we've come since those movies. Yeah. Now that, now that you're looking for like plot holes or things you can kind of take down with it, I guess that you're not watching it now as just a fan you're watching it now, just a little bit deeper with that, you know, a keener eye of saying, okay, Right. What doesn't quite what doesn't age well? What doesn't yeah. quite make enough sense that, you know, when you're younger, you know, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It's a fun yep. movie. You enjoy it, but when you kind of go back, look at the plot holes, you're like, Well, this doesn't make sense. How did they get how did this happen? Right. So, I got and I think number three would be the Matrix. Oh, I love that I was debating about adding that and I love the Matrix. That's one of my personal top five. I hear you. Well, they already came on and did one of mine and actually well, two of them. Star Wars and Pulp Fiction have been done, so I'll give you three right now. I'm going to say Caddyshack, as you know, is my favorite film. Yep. Uh, my second choice is The Dark Knight, which oh. is unassailable. I dare you. And the third one, Beverly Hills Cop. Good fucking luck. I rewatched that again a few weeks ago. Still laughed my balls off. Still quoted mm-hmm. the shit out of it. It's brilliant and perfect and funny and lovable. <laughs> now, do you guys want people to, you know, find a way to, you know, cut it down and 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 not defeat you, but, you know, take down one of your favorites. I mean, are you, are you trying, are you challenging people too? Oh yeah. I mean, Matt actually just came on did usual suspects and that's one of my top 10 favorites. And I'm like, bring it on motherfucker. I dare you. Indiana Jones and last crusade. Another one, Pulp Fiction, as I mentioned, one of mine in star Wars, like, listen, we are that drunk guy to bar drunk guy to bar. Like bring it on pussy. We'll fight you. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also great. It's great when somebody puts in the wrench time to put together an argument, has some really good bullets, has 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 a has a, a, a cogent, you know, analysis of the movie and why he hates it. So it's uh, it definitely it, it it makes our job a little more fun, even if it's a movie we loved, um, which is why I think Jeff Paul did such a shitty job. <laughs> Funny, I, uh, I like that his argument. <laughs> So are you guys? Are you so? Are you guys looking to do more of people take down movies that you like, or you want to take down movies that other people like, or is it vice versa? Either way, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, we went the we went the again. The guests pick the film. That, that's that's we have no agenda. The only thing I, I shoot them down is if if it's un, something that does not meet the criteria or something that's too, too easy. Like I said, Batman, Superman, I said right, no right, fucking right. chance. Too easy. Like it's got to be meet the criteria of again financial success. Widely beloved or critically acclaimed, gotta be like you know, as in like an Oscar winner, gotta right. be one of those three. And the, and and the best guests pick the ones that hit two or three of those of those core ones, you know. So that's uh, and and like Kevin said, you put the wrench work in. We know you'll know the audience. You'll know in five minutes or less who's going to be good or not. And no, Kevin and I, I know. I would say thirty seconds or less. I, well, I said, you and I know in thirty seconds. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll text each other like this asshole didn't do his shit, you know, or, yep. just, or just tries mailing it in. So that means we'll have to carry the show, which is fine. We're good. We're funny, so we can handle it. But when guys like like you said, Rick Adana or Jeff Paul or Bill Schultz or Joanne, uh, you know, JL, and wait wait till next week when Dave Landau does Philadelphia. Holy uh, shit, monster. Killed it. When people like that come on, we can just kick back and go, oh, man, this guy brought the sharpest katana blade to this fight. We are ready to go. (laughs) But you know what? If you made me spend two hours watching a movie that I didn't want to watch, and then you come on the show and you do a shitty job hacking up your argument 
Fuck you. Like, yeah, why no, did, I, I, why I'd did be you pissed off. Yeah. yeah. That's happened. That's <clears> happened. <throat> yeah, I wouldn't want to have to sit through something like that, too. Like saying, somebody says, okay, we're going to do this movie. I, lo- I, I love it. it. It's great. And then you're sitting here watching it. You're like, all right, well, well this sucks. And then they don't back up, you know, their. You know their their claims when they come on the show, it's like you said. It's like all right, well, I got I wasted two and a half hours of my life. I can't get back now, and I have nothing to show for it. But hey, you guys can at least have fun knocking them down a peg. And <laughs> yep. And, and if uh, you're not gonna have a good argument, at least come on and tell us a good story. We've had <laughs> that. <laughs> I know you're talking about. <laughs> At least entertain us. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that good ass stories. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, look, look, the difference between us and everybody else. Like, I I can't stand the four dudes in, a, in around with with beers sitting around a table shooting the shit about films. That's all fine and well with your buddies, but don't sit there and try and try and make me listen to your podcast if that's all you do. At least we have structure. It's a it's a it's a proven theme, but with an insanely unique twist on it, and that's why. You should listen to our podcast. Yeah, it, it's if, different. If you're, if you're passionate about films, fucking, you're you're gonna love this. If you're kind of like uh, middle of the road, maybe not all the films that we choose you'll like. But if you're a film nerd or snob like we are, damn, you're gonna dig into seventy five percent of these films easily. Yep. And you know what? We don't we don't blather on for two hours aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Our right. episodes stick to pretty much an hour. 45 minutes to an hour, which is a nice, nice tight show. It's yeah. entertaining. It's fun. It, it makes an argument that you'll want to talk to somebody else about. I think, And I think that's the real hallmark of any good form of entertainment. If you leave it, if you, if you walk away from it and then want to go talk to somebody else about it, and if, you want, if what makes you want to discuss it further, you've, you've succeeded in creating something that's impacted people. And I, I've, I've heard personally from listeners – that you know they've gone out the other you know later that day and been like, hey, can you believe somebody said Rocky sucked? And then you know their friend will be like, you know what, I th- kind of think Rocky does suck. And then so now you've now <laughs> you've just spread you've just spread this virus further out. Man. Yeah, that's, that's a bad analogy for today. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> people, yeah, people are afraid. I think to that's see that's really successful with a good movie or a good podcast. If people want to continue to talk about it and continue to experience it, that's you've really you've really achieved something there. There are actually a couple other ones that popped up my mind. I'm, I'm openly waiting for one of them. Actually, was in my comment thread today was the never-ending story. The first mm. awful, 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 awful film. I As a kid, I'm like, I don't get it. As an adult, it is unwatchable. You didn't like it as a kid? Oh, no. Oh, I, I, I didn't get it. It was so just like – it was almost like a college film production, I thought, as a kid. I go, what is the lore of this? Oh, this I is- loved that movie. Yeah. and I don't – I think I might have seen – I might have seen it once, I think, but it was once nothing – but it's nothing that I even remember or even remotely want to even go back and watch. Uh, Atreyu? Come oh. on. Oh, oh, oh it's such sappy. Fucking nonsense. Christmas Story is another one I can't stand. I want someone to come on and blow that to smithereens. And I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought people – I'm surprised people love this one as much. Home Alone 2 is fucking trash. The first one is solid. Very great, rewatchable, fun. This one is a JV watered-down version. But people got angry. I, I was kind of making fun of that a few months ago. Yeah. I, I rewatched that. And people were like, Dude, Home Alone 2 is great. Go, what are you talking about? Poke so many holes in it. Oh, yeah. Park. It's terrible. But, man – People loved it. I was surprised I they defended that. I mean, I like I love Home Alone too. I mean, but I but I can oh, see your you argument. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the movie. I like it, but I mean, I I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a a uh, it's a classic uh, timeless movie. I mean, it's fun to sit through. You know. When it comes on TV, you know, during the Christmas time, and say, ah, sure, I'll watch it. You know, I'll sit here for you know two hours and you know sit through it and watch it. I mean, it, it's enjoyable, it's fun, but I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, it's a classic. I don't think, and I don't think Home Alone Two would fall within our categories. Oh yes, it would. It made you a think? shitload. Of money. I, I, think, I think he's making it that made a shitload of money. And Did it? it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and um, it's a, it's it's widely loved. I mean, again, even though it wasn't the Rotten Tomato scroll, I'll, I'll look that up in a second too. Yeah, it made a ton of fucking money. So yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, 
Like that movie didn't never even. The only reason I know anything about that movie is because John Mulaney talks about it in his act. I don't think I know. I I've never. I know Donald Trump is in it. I know he's yeah. got a little cameo. He has, he has his cameo. Yep. $173 million it made in 1990. Yeah, that's a, that's a good chunk of change 30 years ago. Yeah, that's got to be like, what, 330-ish now? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Look at this. Rotten Tomato score, 33% critics, 61% audience. There you go. And you know what? That, that audience bump up is just because they liked the first one. Now, let's look at Home Alone. Oh. Home Alone three. Get the. There's a Home Alone four. I knew there was a. Three oh yeah, yeah. There was a four. Yeah. But oh yeah. god. No. 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 Sixty five percent for Home Alone on the critics. Eighty percent on the yeah, audience. That sounds right. That I think the audience score is low, man. I, I mean, say, I, I don't know anyone who dis. I don't know anyone who dislikes the first one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. The first one's a classic. That that's hands first down. Now here's a question though. Do you think Home Alone is a Christmas movie? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. See, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Please explain. Because to me, I've, I have this. I think I have this argument at least once a Christmas season, and I'm Jewish, so I'm definitely qualified to have this argument. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think a Christmas movie has to be about Christmas. Christmas can't just be in the background. Like uh, to me, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It just happens to take place during Christmas. It has nothing to do with the, the you know, the, the, the commercial values of Christmas or the, the, the nature of Christmas. I mean, Home Alone happens to take place during Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. There's nothing Christmas-based in the movie outside of just the, the, just, just the kind of the setting. They went to Paris for a Christmas trip vacation. Yeah, but it's not, they but, went to Miami for a Christmas yeah, yeah, vacation. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's incidentally Christmas, but it's not. But going because it's Christmas, and that's what they do as a family. But it's not. But the movie, the the plot of the movie isn't about Christmas. It's about this kid trying to survive in his house and fend off these uh, these burglars. It's not about anything Christmas. Christmas doesn't. There's no Christmas spirit. There's no magic. There's no. He goes to church and sees the the, the bum the, the bum the next door neighbor's daughter sing and he puts the tree up and does all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, but, I mean, I, I I can. It depends on how you classify, you know, a, a Christmas movie. Yes, it, it takes place during. It's maybe it's more of a holiday Christmas season movie about Christmas. Well, right. In that case, you're 100 percent right. It's not about Christmas, and doesn't take place related on or to Christmas, but it's during the Christmas season. So it's the holiday season type movie, but it's not directly related to Christmas. So, I mean, I, I can see your, your point with that and the argument for it, but it is a holiday movie. Kevin and I will be having this argument starting November. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, first of all, I'm not one of these people who just every fucking year have to shout from the rooftops, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I don't fucking care about Die Hard. It's, it's, <laughs> I can, I can, your argument holds up for that because there's zero, except for them having a Christmas party where the terrorists come in and shoot it up. That's the only thing of Christmas going on, besides you know Christmas time in Hollis Queens by Run DMC, played yeah. by Argyle, the lovely limo driver. Yes, yes. <laughs> Other than that, it ain't shit about Christmas. And I can, but this has more. Th th is this Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street level Christmas? It is not, but it definitely falls in that half of Christmas, just not to that extreme that Miracle Thirty Fourth Street or whatever the Christmas Carol does. I think this. I think the setting in the background is just a little more. More Christmassy, but again, I, I, I see a very tangential tie to Christmas. I see. But this is an argument for another time. <laughs> <laughs> now, is but Home Alone 3 going to be a Christmas film, too? Not that I've ever watched that piece. Oh, either. God, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I have no or idea. Four. Yes. Would Home Alone 2 take place during Christmas, too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. The family, flew, they, they the family flew to Miami. But he got his. He was following his dad in the airport. He ended up following a guy who wore the same exact trench coat oh, and followed him to the wrong gate. And he ended up in New York, and the family ended up in Miami. And that's why I hate this film. It is exactly. It is a carbon fucking copy of one. But and the real problem I had was remember how the neighbor saves him at the end of the first one. Yeah, right. he's, he's, the neighbor's next door. He can hear the kid. He can hear his shits afoot. In the second one, the homeless lady in Central Park the shows lady, up yeah. on the Upper West Side. 
and we're from the area, so we'll speak about this. You can't hear shit from Central Park <laughs> into the streets of the Upper West Side. You can't even hear shit 50 feet away in the park with all the, whole, the nonsense going on. But yeah, she comes and saves the day while they're fucking with him at his abandoned uncle's building. That film blows for many other reasons, too. But that, that <laughs> just sent me to a goddamn tizzy. Uh, have, have another drink. I have a shit bottom. Yeah, that's right, bum line. What are you drinking tonight? This is the name of the damn podcast. What are you drinking? (laughs) I am drinking a classic hams tonight. Uh, America's classic premium beer born in the the land of sky blue waters. What kind of beer? Hams. Hams? Hams, yep. It's a classic uh, budget beer. You can get a 30-pack for 17 bucks. Do you know what I pay for? Is our, our our fraternity beer of choice a thirty pack Meisterbrow eight dollars nineteen ninety nine? Man, I can I can top that. Ours was when we had when we wanted a splurge. Ours was Red Dog. Yes, that was our splurge too. Yes, yes, yes. Our splurge too. That Red Wolf. They're both terrible. <laughs> or honey Brown, if you wanted to seem pretentious. I love honey brown. <laughs> you can't find you can't find red dog around much anymore. They don't make it anymore. I don't think they make it anymore. Yeah, it's great. That's why I got it. Uh, two two years. I, I guess it's probably two years ago at this point. I found I found some red dog, but who knows how long it was <laughs> sitting on the you on you the found shelf. that like you found that like you found the uh the the uh the the buried ET Atari cartridges landfill. That's where you yeah. probably found that red dog. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was in some shitty you know liquor store, and it was sitting in the cooler. I was like, I was like, holy shit! There's a six pack of red dog in this this cooler. I said, I can't not buy this. I had sure to. you can <laughs> easily, especially <laughs> when you see a what? Was that? Is the ham beer decent? Yeah, it, it's a basic. Yeah, it's, it's you know a basic. You know, he's you sitting know. the table, which means no. <laughs> he's sitting the stage like, well, it's like a basic. It's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. That's what you're trying to say is I'm saving a few bucks by getting a beer that's not completely dog shit, but I would never order this in front of my friends at a bar who for people's opinions that I respect. Eh, you know. If you know me, if you know me, you know I don't give a shit about because <laughs> I drink all the cheap shit around. So, uh, you know, but in in the grand scheme of things, the hams is is a is a basic beer, you know, along the lines of you know, uh, I'm not gonna say along the lines of like a Budweiser or something like that, but like you know, a uh, yeah, like like a Blue Schlitz, ribbon, yeah, PBR. yeah, like a like a PB, yeah, it's like a PBR, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe a step, not. I say half step below. Oh yeah, there it is. I, I looked it up. Ham's beer. I've never seen this before. Where is it? Where do you? Where can you get Ham's beer? Off a of dead bum's hand. <laughs> Out of a brown bag of a man who just gave up. At on a life. bus station. You can find it. You, you you guys are in Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah me me too. And a lot of places around here have it. I'm out in the Warren County. Oh, I'd say say no more. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. I found Ham's beer online, a six pack for three forty eight. Yeah. Oh my god, it's cheaper than soda. <laughs> it, it, that's my argument half the time when I I say you know I can go in and get uh, there was one liquor store that had you know uh, twenty five ounce cans of Natty Ice for oh. ninety nine five ounce cans twenty five ounce cans of Natty the Ice Silo. For ninety nine cents, oh. I mean, at that price you can't. It's it's cheaper than you know a, a bottle, you know a, a twelve ounce, you know can of soda. So, well, why would I not get the beer? <laughs> because I don't. I mean, how many of those do you have to shotgun to get a to catch a buzz? I'm gonna assume four of those. Yeah. What's least. the uh, yeah. what's the alcohol volume on that? One point two. No, it's like it's it's a five percent. You know, so yeah. Hams makes a twenty-four ounce can for those with a big thirst. (laughs) (laughs) They do not come in bottles, though. It looks like. Yeah, no, no. It's usually uh, either you can get the twelve. Usually, I've seen the twelve ounce cans, or you know, sixteen ounces is usually uh, like you can. I can get a six pack of sixteen ounce cans for like four bucks. So, And and what does Mrs. Bumwine drink? 
uh, I, I do the majority of the drinking around here, so. I would love it if she was like a, a real wine connoisseur. No, no, she'll 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 drink, you know, like a uh, I'll pick up like some Sam Summer Ale. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite. There you go. There you yeah, go. I'm upset. I got that in the fridge. I got that in the fridge upstairs too. You know, so every once in a while you have to sprinkle in, you know, some of the uh, classier brews. You know, <laughs> something that's palatable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, something, what, something to hide the pams behind the hams behind. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's but Sam. There's Sam somewhere mean, in, the, in the front. Don't go in the back. Don't go in the back. <laughs> hey, PBR, hey, what's this? Hey, my challenge to you guys is: if you find some hams out there, you pick it up, you try it, you let me know. <laughs> let oh, me know I how will, it turns I'm out. Definitely gonna pick this up. I was just in a mega liquor store yesterday to get this uh, ship bottom. I love this. They make it down in LBI, and there's like ten aisles of booze and whatnot. It's amazing. But I will now go back and have to go get more ship bottom and say, excuse me, sir, can you make sure that you special order Ham's beer? Because BWB recommended I get this. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, hey, I mean, what's your, okay, so what's, what's your guys, your usual go-to, you know, beer-wise? I mean, you, you like, uh, like the fancier, you craft beer guys or like the... The not so exactly Sam Adams in business solely by himself. <laughs> You're goddamn right, I am. I fucking Sam Summer is my favorite. Porch Rocker right behind that. The uh, the regular, the winter lager, the uh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Yep. All love the Sams. Cold Snap, love the Cold Snap. Six of them right there. Jesus Christ. But yeah, those are the, that's the only beer I really buy for the house. That, that's the only thing I drink. My wife drinks Corona or fucking Land Shark. She likes those fruity by the beach yeah. beers. But <clears throat> I like Land. I like Corona and Land. It's Shark. fine. I, I, They're I fine. Shark. I have some Land Shark uh, upstairs too. I'm a Guinness guy. Oof. I love Guinness. I, I can. It's I've never been a Guinness. I'll have like a you know a car bomb or something. You know, here and there. You know, if the occasion's right, but never been one to really want to sit down and, and drink my wife i never i never drank guinness and then about three four years ago my wife and i went to ireland and we went we did the guinness factory tour and the first of all the guinness over there is very different than the guinness here um it's smoother and creamier and it's it's delicious um and then i came back and i just went anytime i go to a bar and they have guinness on tap that's all i want and i i, I even have the cans here at home it's not nearly as good as on tap but uh, I love the Guinness. Do you pour like a snob with the spoon? <laughs> I, I like to. I usually, I usually make a giant cock in the in, in the phone. Oh, like so you're, you're just like the microphone in front of it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you, you must, you must be the best at Starbucks. When you go there, uh, who are the Dickachino? Oh, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, is there Kevin here? Oh yeah, right over here. Send it, send it down like, the aisle. <laughs> He's a large African penis in his drink, but hey, to each his own. <laughs> well, that's funny. He got me. Yeah, hey, but hey, I mean, I mean, hey, at least you're Kevin. At least you're helping keeping, you know, Sam. Well, I mean, Sam Adams. I don't think really needs need your help. They don't need my help. They're doing just dandy by yeah. themselves. Yeah. Right. You, should, you should buy some buy some stock over there to you know get in on the uh, get in I on. Might as well be a fucking member of the board from all those. <laughs> <laughs> Bought another case of summer ale yesterday to go with the porch rocker. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Yeah, no, summer ale is, is a great one. Yeah, once that hit the shelves, I was like, all right, let's stock up on this here, you know, because I mean, well, I'm not drinking the cheap stuff. You gotta, every once in a while, I guess, since I can't find Red Dog anywhere anymore. <laughs> Red Wolf. Like, oh, God. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the cheapest beer you ever had? Ooh, man. Yeah, I've, I've I mean, I've I've drank a lot of cheap shit. Um, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when your name's Bumwine Bob, and you know you you, you Actually, deal is that with your birth certificate? Is that your Christian name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> I've I, I've come. I've had my name uh, legally changed to that. You know, for for all intents and purposes. You know, going <laughs> forward. So. Oh, uh, but. Nice. Yeah, but no. I mean. Thanksgiving dining room table. Bumwine, please pass the stuffing. Yeah, it's like all right. Well, hold on. Let me let me shotgun this uh, this uh, <laughs> ham. <laughs> shotgun this hams before uh, the, you know hams giving. 
you know, see perfect. Hey, you're yes. in marketing by day, aren't you? Uh, and <laughs> what else do I have to do with my life, you know, than come up with shit like this? You know, I mean, <laughs> there I mean, you, you guys, you guys focus, you know, your podcast, you know, on, you know, movies and, and things like that and how you can, you know, you know, knock down people's, you know, favorite films or have them battle you with, you know, your against your favorites. And I'm sitting here just trying to find the the cheapest bottom shelf booze to, you know, talk about and, and review. So, you know, we're we're on the same uh, spectrum, but, you know, different levels, you know, I guess we could say. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, you just popped on Twitter right now, by the way. Uh, real fast before you got to get out of here. Henry Cavill Superman is going to yep. be, make cameos in Black Adam. Oh, yep. I don't even know who that is. Aquaman 2. Ugh. Or Shazam 2, which I like. The first Shazam was great. What's before up, his, the, before the, his uh, Man of Steel movie. Oh. The, uh, the, the post-credit scene in Shazam... Uh, spoiler alert, uh, has Superman in it. It was actually, but they just show him from his like chest down and it was originally supposed to be Henry Cavill, Cavill, but his, uh, his schedule didn't work out. So they just had to put another muscular guy in the suit, but <laughs> well, it was he was shooting mission impossible. Then I bet. Right. Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was after that. The mission impossible thing. It was the, it was a conflict with justice league. Um, okay. But now, so now that they announced the Snyder cut release of the justice league, and then uh, Henry Cavill went on uh, with, uh, I think it was the Zack Snyder did a like a watch party of Justice League, and they they revealed that they're going to do the they're going to release the Snyder cut itself through I think through HBO. Um, there's just suddenly been this huge outpouring of support for Henry's Superman. So now uh, Warner Brothers is in overdrive to figure out how they're going to work him back into because they they basically considered his version of superman dead as of you know seven days ago but now now suddenly everybody's everybody's out there crying and and look i thought he i thought he was a great superman i think the movies were terrible i thought he got shitty scripts um but i'm excited about it i shazam was i thought shazam was good um aquaman fine Fine, fine. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman was a great movie for two thirds of it. Um, it was a snoozer. Yeah, I, I thought it was a big old snoozer. Oh, I, 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 I liked it. I liked it. I liked the I liked the DC Captain America movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I th- I think DC could turn it around. I mean, look, the DC is never going to sh- achieve what Marvel has. They're never going to just it, they they just they they blew that pooch too early. But I think they uh, they could turn around. They have some they have some decent movies in their pocket. They have some good actors. Jason Momoa is doing a good job as Aquaman. Gal Gadot has been a great Wonder Woman, um, and uh, Lee Zachary Levi Levi however you say his name did was awesome in Shazam. I thought it was gonna be terrible, and it was a really good movie. It was fun, amazing. I loved it. I loved it. It was it was the so best I, DC I, film that was not The Dark Knight or Batman Begins or even the third one for that matter. By far, by far, that was the best DC film without yeah. a question. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I think I think they're going to try to find a way to make Superman a little lighter, a little more fun, and make the movies actually enjoyable. Man of Steel was, a, was so, a slog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the problem. The movies weren't fun. And then what happened to Justice League? Zack Snyder made the first half of the movie, and it was kind of dark and Zack Snyder-ish. And then they brought in um, – what's his name? Uh, he did a lot of the Marvel movies. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, shit. Uh, I can't remember his name. But he came in and he made the movies funny. He 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 refilmed like two thirds of the movie and made it funnier and lighter and better or better by his standards. And the movie just didn't work because it was two different movies that you were watching at once. Um, so hopefully they'll they'll they've kind of got the formula now down with Aquaman and with Shazam. Because you know these movies need to be a little lighter, a little fun, a little more fun. DC characters are much bigger bigger than life than marvel characters and uh so i'm 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 excited i'm i'm cautiously excited yeah don't get too excited i'm not (laughs) excited for this at all i think it's gonna be terrible you want to recycle a turd why are you gonna make it now a four hour (laughs) turd that that, it didn't work the first time you think you're gonna add more to it it's gonna make it better no i don't think so prove me wrong i dare you by all means go, go ahead and prove me wrong but i will wait for many reviews before i even think of investing Four fucking hours to watch. You're crazy. 
You're crazy. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be you terrible. Keep, keep your eyes on those Amazon reviews once it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the alcoholic dad who shows up one time for your birthday with a present, but the other nine times <laughs> he didn't. So you're just gonna get disappointed. You might get one surprise in there, but more often than not, bet on them disappointing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But on that note, you know, well, thanks, guys, you know, for <laughs> for, for coming for on the podcast, you know. Yeah, thanks for having Telling everybody all about uh, the podcast, the gutting the sacred cow. Uh, you guys want to give a, uh, you know, some cheap plugs, you know, quick, tell people where they can find all your shit. You bet your ass. GTSC podcast on Twitter, gutting the sacred cow. GuttingTheSacredCow.com, GuttingTheSacredCow on Facebook and Instagram, and hell, what the hell, we're, uh, if you want to buy a shirt with our cute faces on it, by all means, mugs, hoodies, hats, whatever, we got it, GuttingTheSacredCow.com, and if you're looking to advertise, GuttingTheSacredCow at Hotmail to reach out to us for some ads, we'd love to do that, we'd love to help build your business services, Bitcoin, Nigerian print scams, we don't care, we need money, <laughs> times are tough, well, these, cal- these stand-up calendars are empty. But and I'm a uh, Kevin Goatee. It's K E V I N G double O T double E dot com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, and you can find me at KevinIsrael dot com on social media. Is just Kevin Israel, and you can get my album The Struggle Is Real on iTunes and everywhere else you listen to shit. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, thanks again, guys. Yeah, we'll. Uh... Let's uh, we'll we'll think up some ideas. Maybe uh, we'll come up with a uh, a movie or something we can uh, uh, dissect uh, a bit on on your show. I'll, I'll I'll try to think of something you know uh, to get in your wheelhouse over there. Yeah, let's do it. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah. Thanks again, guys. You know, uh, get out there, stock up on your hams. Don't forget to, to do so. And when you do, be sure to, to let me know. <laughs> Listen, I know to avoid any liquor store in Warren County and ask for hams. I'll stick to my neck of the woods over here in Hudson. County. Okay, all right, all right. But uh, hey, if you come out here, I might run into you. I mean, I I'm a, I'm a regular all over the place over here, so you never know where I'll show up. And I might well, even show up in your neck of the woods. You never know. County, so we'll definitely run into you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy, buddy Ron and his family live out there, so that means now four people. I know in Hudson County. Sorry, Warren County. <laughs> well, well, thanks again, guys. It was great chatting with you. We'll uh, be keeping tabs on what you got going on with the podcast there. And uh, until next time, cheers. Prost. Awesome. Thanks, brother.